Welcome to the Foresight Church Podcast. Enjoy this week's sermon. For more information about us, go to foresightchurch.co.za. Good morning, church. Welcome to Church Online this morning. This is Foresight Church coming to you live from my home office. Uh, If you don't know who I am, my name is Dave. I serve on eldership at Foresight Church. And it's my unbelievable privilege to be able to share with you um, the word this morning. So... Let's get straight into it. Wherever you are, just say thank you so much. And if you're joining us for the very first time, we want to say welcome. Um, I can see straight into your living rooms or wherever you're watching it right now. You look unbelievable in your pajamas right now. So uh, just before we even get started, just know that you look beautiful this morning, regardless of the fact that you brushed your hair or not. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. We are living in strange times. Um, the world as we know it has changed. It's, we are in lockdown. Um, a lot of us can't leave our houses. We, uh, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And that's a good thing, by the way. Let's start off with that. That's a fantastic thing. In Matthew 6.34, Jesus says, Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has got enough cares of its own. So we're in a great space, right? So let's start from that point altogether. Life as we know it has become very different. Life as we know it has become all about technology and how to communicate with each other through technology. Um, We're using every kind of platform that's known to mankind in order to communicate with each other. Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Zoom and a bunch of other different platforms that that we use to communicate with each other during this time of lockdown where we can actually um, uh, speak to one another, to, to, to love on each other. And I can remember a time, um, sure, not too long ago, where, um, where we used to tell people, put down your devices, put down your phones, spend time with somebody, be in their vicinity, love on them. <laughs> Times have truly changed where we actually have to go to technology in order to speak to each other. And that doesn't mean that because of that, that we cannot love each other. John 13, 35 says it this way. Jesus says, says, you know, or the world will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And so that doesn't mean that we cannot stop loving. It means that we love in a very different kind of way. Love means picking up the phone, phoning somebody, Telling them that you care about them. Love means that sending somebody a WhatsApp or a voice note, just telling them how much you care for them, that you're thinking about them during this time. There's nothing worse than being in a place where you are so lonely that nobody cares about you. This, for us as a church, is an unbelievable opportunity where we can go out and express the love of Jesus like never before, just using different platforms. I was having a look at platforms and uh, and I realized that there's a lot of junk out there as well. So just before I get into the word, be careful what you're listening to. Be careful what you're downloading. Be careful what you are, are, are buying into because there is a lot of self-professed doctors and scientists out there that are, are just giving everybody remedies and solutions and why we're in this mess in the first place and all that kind of stuff. And it's causing a lot of confusion. Friends, we don't need to cause confusion. What we need to do is bring clarity to the truth that is found in the Gospels. That Jesus Christ is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And it's Him that is going to get us through everything that we are going through at this very point in time. So, if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to turn with me to 
the book of Mark. We're gonna we're gonna read out of the book of Mark, but while while we while we going there, I, I want to ask you these kind of questions during this time of lockdown. What are you focusing your time on? Are you spending a lot of time just binge watching TV series or movies or um, or, or have you found yourself uh, decluttering your house, your kitchen cupboards and trying to find all the lids on those Tupperware dishes that you haven't found for years? Um, are, are you keeping yourself busy? But are you keeping yourself too busy? Because there's follow-up questions to this. I want to ask you these questions. Is is has your relationship with Jesus during this time intensified? Have you reached out to people during this time? Have you really focused on sharing him with other people like we should? Are you focusing more on the word? Are you, are you taking notes? Are you, are, you, are you digesting whatever you're reading? Is your life becoming more Jesus and less about you? And so the reason why I ask that is because in Mark chapter 10, reading from verse 17, it speaks about a story of a rich young ruler. And I want to read that story for you. Mark chapter 10, verse 17, if you've got your Bibles with you, I have mine with me. But for the sake of uh, giving you the message online, I'm actually going to read it off my iPad. The story of the rich young ruler, Mark chapter 10, verse 17, goes like this. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Teacher, he declared, all these things I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have. Give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to him, uh, said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. The reason I'm reminded about that story is because the times that we're living in now, I believe that Jesus is calling us to follow him like never before. I believe he certainly has our attention. The scenario might be different, but I believe the situation is the same. Allow me to speak. Allow me to have the liberty to speak on behalf of us because our idea of what Christianity looks like or look like before this virus 
is a lot different to what it looks like now, during, and what it will look like after this virus has, has gone. And that's going to be, we don't know what kind of time frame we're looking at. What, what, what makes us as believers unique? What makes us as believers special or attractive for other people during this time? The questions that are asked now are both simple, but they're also challenging at the same time. Christianity is special because we have this gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. Christians are unique, well, at least in theory, because we try and live our lives like, like Christ. But yet it's often to distinguish what a believer looks like from a non-believer. Before this virus, I used to sit in, in, in coffee shops and favorite pastime, I, I apologize, but some of you have got exactly the same pastime as me. I, I, sat in, and I love, sat in a coffee shop. I love looking at people. As I'm looking at people, I'm, I'm seeing people that are holding hands, couples holding hands. Uh, I, I see teenagers walking around the mall as though, well, they own the place because let's face it, they think they do, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I see there might be a bit of tension between two people walking side by side. There might be an individual that is walking and is either looking into space or he is uh, he's on his own mission, him or her. But I can't distinguish the fact whether do they love Jesus or, 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 or don't they? Are they a believer or are they a non-believer? I think what I'm getting at, and the reason would be so difficult, is I'd like to suggest this, that our modern Christianity, what we are living at the moment, really doesn't demand anything of us. Life, life was comfortable. Like that rich young ruler, life was comfortable. We were happy in our space. Um, not many people like to get out of their comfort zones and go out and just evangelize to just anybody. Most people like to enjoy what they're doing. Their space is their place. They, they love being in that space, but don't, don't ask them to go out and step out of their comfort zones and tell somebody about Jesus, nevertheless sharing the gospel with somebody else. Um, as, as, long as, as long as we attend church, we're fine. As, as long as we, we sing a little bit of praise and worship and, uh, and we hear a good message and we give our money to the church, you know, we, we're set. We don't have to sacrifice anything. So here's where I'm going with this rich young ruler. Here is a man who, who wants life and he, he wants life abundantly. He's got a comfortable life. He's got all the wealth in the world. That's fantastic. But he wants it for all eternity. That's what he wants. He, he wants the comfort of what he has now to just last forever. And he thinks he's got it made. He, he's followed all the commandments. He said it in, 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 in the word. He says, I followed all the commandments since I was a little boy. I followed all of those laws. And then Jesus says, but you're lacking one thing. Sell everything that you have. Just get rid of everything. Give your money to the poor. And, and then you'll have treasure in heaven. Then Jesus says, come, follow me. Give everything to me. And upon hearing this, the rich young ruler turns away in disappointment because he wasn't willing to give up everything that he had in order to follow Jesus. He would, have, he would have continued his quest for eternal life if Jesus was um, 
more accepting of the fact that he could bring everything that he had with him. He, he would have done that with the greatest of, of, of pleasure. We as believers at time try and take everything that we have, all the comforts that we have, and we say, that's fine. I can take all those comforts that I have and I can just follow Jesus and everything's going to be exactly the same. Well, I wonder what we were thinking before this virus hits us. It's like life is going to be great and I'm going to go through life and I'm going to retire and everything's going to be fantastic and it's going to be great. So I'm going to take everything with me. That's wonderful. And then this virus hits and we find ourselves in lockdown and a lot of us don't know what to do with ourselves. We, life has changed as we know it. All of a sudden, the way we do things has become different. There's this thing that if I do, if I do go out and I, and I go shopping, all of a sudden, yeah, I've, got to, I've got to be a meter or two meters away from the next person because social distancing is, uh, is what's going to um, stop this virus from, uh, from spreading. So they say, I've got to do things differently. I can't take all the comforts that I had with me into today and going into the future because life as we know has changed. Life as we know has become different. So what does it look like for me as a believer going forward from today? Not only what does it mean to be a Christian now, but what does it take to live as a Christian in these times? For the rich young ruler, devotion meant giving up the greatest pride of his life, the wonderful, wonderful privilege of, of his riches. You know, Jesus said, sell it, give it to the poor. Is, is Jesus' demands to the rich young ruler about money? Yes, it is. In this context, yes, it is. Should we do all that we can from giving from our abundance to those that are, that are in need? A absolutely. Yes, yes, we should. But Mark's story about the rich young ruler, I believe, is a lot deeper than that. It's more about, it's, it's more than just money. It's, it's about one thing that we as believers should be carrying with us to express Jesus to other people. And that's this thing of what do I have to do to convince somebody that they too can inherit eternal life? That's what we've got to do. We've got to be bearers of good news in this time. We've got to be bearers of a news that, 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 is, that is so good and so tangible and so magnetic that when people hear from us, they will want what we have. The world is full of bad news at the moment. The world is full of panic and anxiety and stress and what's next. Friends, we have the answer. We have the solution. It's time that we get out of our comfort zones, stop thinking of the cushion life that we have, and start stepping out and becoming bold enough to share the love of Christ like never before. If there's one thing in this true, that's true in this world, it's this, is that God is present and God is still active in this world as we know it. And our chance to be part of that work, to be the human beings that he's called us to be, has never been as prominent as what it is now. We have to put Christ first. In the times where we get all the negativity through social media and all the other platforms, and when people speak to you and they try to give you all the solutions and the remedies and everything else in the world, well, yes, Jesus is the answer to everything. We need to be sold out for him. 
We need to allow people into uh, our space and just hear what I'm saying when I talk about space. We need to let them into our space spiritually of who we are. We need to show people that, that there's this maturity that we can get in Christ if we live from His presence. We need to let people understand that today is not the end of the world. While you're still breathing, there's still grace, the grace that God has given us. We need to understand that at this point in time, that us as believers, what keeps us smiling? Trusting in Jesus keeps us smiling. The last last few weeks, if you followed Foresight Church and if you haven't, you can go back and, and, uh, and, and listen up on some of the, 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 the podcast or YouTube messages or even last week's message. And you'll have found that we, we've spoken positively about this thing. Because why? Because we need to understand as believers, man, Jesus said this. He says, in this world, you'll have many troubles. You will have troubles and, and take heart. I have already overcome this world. So we come from that place of victory where we speak about the fact that we know that Jesus has overcome it. Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew that this disease was going to take place. Don't think he didn't know about it. He knew about that. A couple of weeks ago, Nikki spoke about trust. Trusting in a God who has given us abundantly more than what we could ever have asked for or ever need. I'm asking you this morning, friends, to increase your trust in him, to increase your faith in him, to increase your hope in him, because he truly is the answer to what we're going through. He truly is the remedy of what we need in order to go through life differently the way that we've been. We need to be sold out and all out for Jesus. Last week, Chris spoke on Deuteronomy 8 verse 16, learning to love, to increase, to enter and to possess what God has for us. That through adversity, what we are experiencing in this point in time, through adversity, that's what prepares us for victory. The messages have basically translated to the fact that to be a Christian in times like these, friends, is to be fruitful. Never in the history of mankind, I believe, or in the history of, of, of our generation, has the harvest been so ripe. For us to share this gospel to people in this world. The church is not a building, friends. The church is not a building where you go in Sunday after Sunday and, and do your worship and listen to the word and give your tithe and go out. The church at this very point in time, friends, is us his people. The church is more than a building. The church is about believers in Jesus that are willing to give hope to a hopeless world. We understand that by trusting him through adverse times can bring about the greatest harvest that this world has ever seen. And this is the reason why. Unlike the rich young ruler, this morning I am challenging you this. I am challenging you to go all in. What do I mean by all in? You see, a word, a word was given to me or was given to Foresight Church a while back, saying that we need to be a church without walls. The instruction was that we need to be this church without walls. Friends, that's what it is. It's about us as human beings being all in for Jesus, completely sold out for Jesus. That when people come and people are going to have questions, people are going to have these questions with them right now is, is God angry with me? Is God angry with the world? And that's what's caused this. 
Why, why, why does bad things happen to, to good people? Why, why, why are Christians so happy at this point in time? Friends, we are in a position where we can share it. And if we are not all in, we're going to find it very difficult to answer those questions with confidence. The message of all in is simple. If Jesus is not Lord of all, well then friends, he's not Lord at all. It's all or nothing. It's all in. When Jesus says uh, and instructs us to lay everything and to follow him, that's what we need to do. We need to lay our lives down before him. The gospel costs nothing. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. It can only be received as a free gift, compliments of God's grace. It doesn't cost anything, but it demands everything. It demands that we go all in. Best of all, no one has ever sacrificed anything for God. Hear what I'm saying. And the reason why I say this is because if you always get back more than what you give, have you sacrificed anything? Friends, as believers, we get this gift of salvation from the very one who sacrificed his life for us. What greater love is this, that a man lays down his life for us. We need to be all in in order to share that love to others in this world. Our eternal reward certainly outweighs this temporary sacrifice. At the end of the day, our greatest regret will always be that we didn't give back to God. So what, down, what does lockdown mean for me? Sorry, I touched my face. <laughs> we can smile, right? What does lockdown mean, mean for me? It means this. The virus, yes, has changed the world as we know it. Life will be very different from here on in. Um, hygiene measures are going to be increased. Health, health measures are going to be looked upon a little bit more strictly. Um, travel plans, all those kind of things. Try going through an airport in the next few months. It's going to be probably one of the most difficult entry or exits that you've ever had to make in your life. The world has changed officially. But what it has done is it has provided us an opportunity to release ourselves from our possessions. That which is holding us back. That which has, has kept us from sharing this incredible gospel with people that we speak to on a daily basis through social media, through the phone or through whatever medium you're speaking to them on. What it's meant to me is that life is not all about me, myself, and I. Jesus says in Matthew 24, verse 14, he says, This good news of the kingdom, the gospel, will be preached as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end of age will come. Our responsibility as disciples of Jesus just became very real. Because fact is, through technology, you watching this online, there are many other churches that have gone online today and have been online continuously since this thing started. The word at the moment is reaching continents, 
countries, spaces and places faster than ever before. The good news is getting out there, friends, and we need to be part of it. We need to be part of sending out that word. And if I'm not all in, and I make the same choices as the rich young ruler, I'm not going to be part of it. So friends, I, I want us all to be all in. I want us to be part of the unbelievable privilege of loving on people during this time. I want to be part of uh, people that are, are, are speaking the name of Jesus wherever they go. I want to be part of uh, experiencing that joy when new believers come to Christ. I want to be part of the honor of walking a road of discipleship with somebody who has become a new believer as we both grow and strive for spiritual maturity. It's all or nothing. It's now or never. So I'll leave you with this this morning. Nothing belongs to you. It all belongs to Him. Are you willing to be all in this morning? To be a voice of happiness, of hope, of confidence to those that have none of that? Are you willing to be all in? Are you willing to dethrone yourself, lay down your possessions, follow Him and enthrone Him in His place? as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We love you. We thank you for being part of Foresight Church. We thank you for being part of our online church this morning. And all we want to say is stay strong, stay healthy in these times. Stay encouraging other people. We love you. Till we see you again. Cheers.